Welcome back to the Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your host, John Mason Brink. I am flying solo today. Uh, Tim's off uh, on vacation. He'll be back in three to four weeks. No, I don't know when he's coming back. Today's show is uh, going to be an interesting one. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, there was an incident in uh, South Carolina where a lone gunman went on a shooting spree and two HVAC techs were working outside their van and were unfortunately killed in this ambush from this gunman who I guess had the motive of killing uh, a doctor in his family. And these HVAC techs were just kind of at the wrong place at the wrong time. So it got me thinking about a topic and uh, I, I thought of no one better to, to talk to is with my buddy and HVAC contractor, Jason Ridgway of uh, Ridgway Home Services and Veterans Heating and Cooling. Jason, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. So I, I guess I got to ask you right off the bat, do you carry on the job site? Almost every single day and, you know, kind of depending what I'm doing and where I'm going, you know, if I keep it on me the whole time, mm-hmm. if I leave it in the truck, which I hate doing. Um, but yeah, I pretty much will carry every single day. And has it been since you started or was it just out of an abundance of caution as you kind of went to some sketchy job sites or some experiences you've had in the past? It's a little bit of everything. So, you know, um, I'm a firm believer in the second amendment and the rights that it affords us. I'm, you know, an avid gun guy, gun collector, hunter, fisher, that kind of thing background. So I've been around it for a long time took an oath to protect the constitution and, and all of its uh, rights that it affords people. And then, yeah, there's been some instances where, you know, my father, third generation heating and air guy, father, you know, has stories where he was working in a basement, changing out a boiler gets held up, you know, by at gunpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have no, they, they had no recourse that could have went the wrong way very easily. In today's day and age where it seems like the value of life has uh, diminished, Mm -hmm. uh, people will, you know, don't even hesitate to shoot you for your shoes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we, we work in great areas and we work in really bad areas and, you know, we've, we've waited in line uh, to get to a job, just going down the block, you're in a five car line where they're picking up drugs right in front of you. You carry hoping that you never have to use it, but I carry because if I ever had to, I don't want to be there without it. So when you carry, I guess the homeowner wouldn't know whether you have one or not unless they see it, I guess, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, we're in Illinois, Mm -hmm. so there's no open carry here. And to even carry concealed, you have to first get a FOID card Mm -hmm. and then get a uh, concealed carry license, which is all background checked by this uh, state police department. Mm -hmm. So with not being open carry, you have to have it concealed at all times. Yeah. And the only time that they would technically see it is like, if you had it in your waistband, you bent over and your shirt came over it or something Mm -hmm. they could, they could see at that point, Mm -hmm. you know, but you would, you would never alert them that, Hey, I'm, (laughs) I have a gun on me or, you know, I'm carrying or it's just out of sight, out of mind. 
Correct. There, so there are places that you legally can't carry. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, a courthouse or a uh, fairgrounds or things like that. There are certain laws in Illinois and I'm sure other, other states that prohibit you from carrying, right? So you either have to not carry or knowingly break that law, which if you get caught, there will be consequences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as inside somebody's house, yeah, typically you could either leave it in your in your car or you would carry it and not say anything. And, you know, if there's no problem, then, you know, technically or theoretically, uh, no one's worse, you know, worse off. Yeah. And you are, you're a veteran of the military. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Army. Army. Okay. So you've had experience with, you know, firearms um, pretty much your whole adult life. So. Even as a kid, I've, mm-hmm. I've hunted, I've been around carrying shotguns since like the time I could walk. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's had me out hunting. I've grown up around guns, hunting. I've grown up along guns, you know, from my father, he kind of has a collection of them. Uh, the military had a, a, an immense amount of training there after getting out of the military, you know, I myself collect guns and, and, and go target shooting, maybe once a week, you know, and take a bunch of extra classes on how to handle, you know, how to shoot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So so maybe this is a weird thing to say, but there's a respect that you have for the, the weapon. Yeah, the for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, people who, I mean, here, especially in Illinois, you have to have a FOID card, right? If you get a felon of any kind, you can't have that. So, like, if I go out and get in a bar fight and assault somebody, right, I could lose my FOID card. Mm-hmm. I literally was on a job, and here, here's here's the funny part of it is, you know, this was for a relative that I was virtually doing this furnace install for him for free. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to do some plumbing work, and he had some insurance thing going on, and he wanted me to jack up the price so he could get more money. And I had wanted had nothing to do with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And he got all pissed off and he actually started to come to assault me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you know, not wanting to fight, not wanting to fight because I, you know, as a gun owner and a Floyd carrier, I have a lot to lose. I could get in that fight and have it turned around on me right. and I lose my Floyd card and I lose my gun you know, I can't, can't have it anymore. So there, there, there is a respect of the gun. There's a respect of the law. There's a respect for the consequences that just even outside of the gun, you know, that you have to abide by. So you have the right to carry, even though it's, you know, in the constitution and shouldn't be infringed upon, but, you know, unfortunately there are some things that, uh, that, uh, we have to abide by. What is the process for getting a FOID card? So you fill out a application uh, and it goes to the state police department Mm -hmm. and they do a background check on you Mm -hmm. to see, obviously, if you have any felonies or any prior history with the law, they, they then, you know, process that. And it could take, you know, it used to be, it could take up to three to six months Uh recently with all this, it's it's been over a year of a processing Mm -hmm. time. So they also uh, want you and you can voluntarily 
do the fingerprinting, mm-hmm. and that will s- supposedly speed up the process. You know, right now, I don't believe that is a law here in Illinois that you have to be fingerprinted, mm-hmm. uh, but they are they are aggressively pushing for that. And then when you purchase a gun, there's wait periods. And also, you know, every time you purchase the gun, they run a background check on you again. So it's not like you get a background check, you know, in 2015 and can go buy a gun in, you know, 2020 and not have a, a new background check on you. Every single time you do a gun purchase, there's a background check and then there's a what they call a cooling off period, three days that you have to wait before you can actually come back and pick up the gun. Yeah, I see a lot of, well, not a lot, but occasionally I see some posts on social media of, of guys packing on the job site or carrying on the job site. And um, I'm just curious, I, I, I'd i be curious to know how many, what do you think the percentages of guys actually doing that? I, I don't even know or would venture a guess, but. Yeah, it's hard to guess because, you know, if it's concealed, mm-hmm. you may not even know. I mean, a lot of people just have them in their pockets, mm-hmm. you know, so even if they bent over, you'd never mm-hmm. see it. And and concealed carry guns are typically smaller guns, you mm-hmm. know, so you, unless they tell you about it or you just happen to see it, it would be hard to guess. But there are, there are a lot more gun owners out there today than year ago or even two years Mm -hmm. so it's it's there's a lot of people out there now really even on both sides of the on on the gun debate there's there's more gun owners so um it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of people learned when they went to get the gun that were against guns before found out how hard it is you know that you just don't walk in and buy a gun you know that you got to fill out this paperwork you got to wait the process you got to background check all that stuff and now now that they have the gun you know when when some of these debates come up there may be some minds changed yeah you had mentioned the the line uh to the drug deal um can you think of anything off the top of your head that you went into a job site and you just felt unsafe one of our customers is a receivership for bank properties. Mm-hmm. And so so these properties have been sometimes repossessed, sometimes seized. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the customers is even uh, the U.S. Marshals through this uh, receivership. And some of these houses have been taken over because of drug uh, seizures. Mm-hmm. So we're going into you know, not so great areas and you're, you're showing up in a pretty much so a candy box of tools and things and money and stuff that people can easily steal from you and take down the street to the pawn shop, sell, get their money. And it's only you who lost, you know what I mean? And so definitely in some of these places we've been in job sites where we're working and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden two or three guys just walk into the house you know what I mean? And they say they're, you know, they, they think it's vacant and they just walk in there thinking they're going to grab something. And here we are, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. that could easily yeah. go the wrong way. Catch them by surprise. and Right. We've had it uh, where we've been up on a roof and they take the ladder and stole our, stole our tools right out of the truck. And we couldn't even get down. You know, you could just watch and call the cops. Well, by the time yeah. they're so fast, by the time the cops get there, it's gone. My father, he's been in the basement changing uh, 
changing the boiler out and guys came in with guns, held them up. Yeah. So give me your money, give me your tools left, you know, took everything, you know, what do you do? You can't do nothing if you don't have uh, any kind of protection. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a contractor, but I got to believe like, you know, as soon as you pull on the driveway, get out of your truck and then enter the house, it's like entering another world. You don't know what to expect, what's going on in there, what kind of different lifestyle or world is going on in there. So you're, you're entering kind of at your own risk, but you know, guys do it every day and they do a great job. And, but the unexpected is behind that door. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you carry a gun to protect yourself. Uh-huh. You carry a gun to protect your family, your kids, you, you know, your friends. And, you know, if, if I was in a customer's house and just like that doctor, somebody's coming in to get them. If I'm in a position that I'm able to help defend that person, I'm, I'm, the, I'm going to. I mean, it's just some, some people are the guys that just want to stand around and hold the camera and record that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some people step up and try and help that situation. Not trying to be a hero, not trying to be bronzing. I mean, if you can avoid that kind of stuff, yeah. great. The gun is the absolute last, last recourse. And just having the gun, not even using it can be a deterrent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to shoot somebody, you know, just pulling a gun out. You can't just, can't just pull a gun out. That's brazen. There's some law against, you know, just waving a gun around, you know, something to talk about too is liability. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there, it's great to have, have the weapon, but there comes liability, especially as a business owner. You know, if I have guys with weapons going out and something happens, I open myself up to all kinds of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Right. So I see both sides of it as far as a business, cause I'm a business owner, but to me, you know, and it's different from everybody to me, it comes down to, the constitution, the right to protect yourself. If somebody, if somebody has a sign in their window that I come to and it says no guns, then I'll respect their wish to, and I'll leave the gun out in the truck. If I don't see that, then I'm, I'm going to keep it on me. I also suggest that whoever has concealed carry, they get insurance for it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, companies out there like USCCA, which provides you a lawyer that is specifically trained in, you know, concealed carry, gun laws, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your gun is confiscated from you, because if you get in one of these uh, situations, no matter if you're right or wrong or whatever, they will take your weapon from you. Mm-hmm. Um, USCCA and other companies will provide you a replacement one in the meantime. They also give you insurance as far as I believe healthcare and stuff like that. So it's a good thing to have. Another thing that I carry, I don't just carry the gun. I carry an IFAC kit, which is like a medical kit, a gun, a gun wound, you know, uh, medical kit. Oh, okay. So if something unfortunately did happen, my intent is not just to kill somebody. Um, I would, try and render whatever uh, medical aid I could uh, to stop bleeding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, But you've never 
actually taken out the firearm. No, I've never so far, thankfully, yeah. have to have had to take out uh, my firearm. You know, that's you know, that's that's the ultimate goal. You know, and it's a big it's a big pain to carry uh, concealed. I mean, you know, it's sitting in your side, it's mm-hmm. digging in your side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the added weight, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it's almost not enjoyable to carry it. Right. You know what I mean? So you you in a way, sacrifice a lot. And hopefully all that stuff you do and go through, you never use it. But if, if you need to, I'd rather have it than be a statistic. Hey, you mentioned some of the, the scarier jobs. I, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of switch gears to what is the craziest job site or home or something you've ever, <laughs> you've ever encountered? Do you, do you recall any of those? Yeah. I mean, Right away goes to some of our south side of Chicago jobs where um, we were out in the yard doing plumbing work and <laughs> literally digging. You know, we do we are HVAC and we also do some plumbing mm-hmm. and you know, literally digging out a, a cistern full of crap. Uh-huh. I, I was supervising on that one. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, I got a guy, a bulldog kind of guy that uh, that doesn't affect them, yeah. but. You know, we're out there working and just out of nowhere, two guys come walking into the yard and start giving us a little bit of a hard time. And, you know, you never know where that's going to go. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it was getting to the point where I thought I would have to pull out my, you know, weapon. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. And it kind of de-escalated and um, I had to threaten to call the police and and that kind of sent them on their way. Yeah, I uh, have some friends that work in um, construction. They build pipe, gas pipelines. And some of the neighborhoods they go into, they have to actually have security guys with them. You, you, you don't ever have that, do you? No, I mean, really, you know, really what I typically do is if I'm going to a place like that, I make sure it's me and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm doing the security. Um, I have, I, I have the sidearm. I'm, you know, somewhat trained for that stuff. So I'll usually uh, provide security, but I was just talking yesterday with another plumbing company and they literally told me that he went down there one time and they were so um, kind of shaken by it that they informed the customer they would not go back there unless there was a security detail with them. Yeah. And they literally sent the security detail with them to go back there to uh, finish the job. That said, this could happen anywhere. This could have, I've had more stuff stolen in Lake forest than mm-hmm. I have on the South side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You just never know. I'm sure the doctor, I'm sure he didn't live mm-hmm. in a bad place. You no. know what I mean? No. So this can happen this can happen at the gas station. This can happen at the church. This can happen at the uh, country club. This can happen at the uh, food pantry. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. You're seeing it everywhere now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, the way things are today, uh, just even from five years ago or ten years ago, there is there is almost seems to be no value for someone's life. It's got nothing to do with race. It's got nothing to do with anything but just, you know, a lack of value for somebody else's life. 
the gun laws, they seem to limit the people who are going to be law abiding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, I have to, I, I can't get into a fight, just a fist fight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I fear that I'm going to lose my FOID card, mm -hmm. but these people who are non law abiding people, tell me what gun law you're going to put in place. That's going to stop them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're making people defenseless to go out there and deal with people who are, fully armed and fully just don't give fully, a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give a shit. They're fully, their mindset is you're just a piece of flesh. <laughs> you know, if they want something, they're going to want to take it. And, and you standing in their way, uh, doesn't matter to them. Unfortunately. Do you think more HVAC companies are going to have combos, you know, two guys going out instead of just one now, or is that, am I overthinking this or over exaggerating the situation? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of times things come down to the uh, bottom dollar, you know what I mean? The, you know, bottom line. So do I think that? No, I, I think you'll see people, they'll either not go to certain areas. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it can happen anywhere, but I, I just don't see somebody throwing a second guy in a truck unless they're specifically going to somewhere bad. I don't really see that. Because, you know, it costs money to have two guys riding in a yeah, truck. That's true. That you can have done in one. You want to talk about any upcoming projects or anything you got going on? So I you don't were have, doing a lot of snow melt stuff. Is that still? Yeah. You know, we do that right now. Coming into spring is when we start picking up on putting those things in. Mm -hmm. I got two, two, maybe three of those that are going to be for sure happening. Uh, giving a price out on a, on a whole radiant uh, house and snow melt and the whole nine yards. So we'll see uh, where that goes. I know you spend some time down in Florida. Are you, or have you started the process of starting a business down there too? I'm, I'm really looking at it. Uh -huh. So uh, one of the key things is like, I have my pilot's license oh, and yeah. I'm very, very close to getting my own airplane. And when that happens, then it's more feasible that I can fly back and forth because I really don't want to give up what I got going here, obviously. Uh -huh. And But I would like to be down there more and start something up up there because uh, I see some pretty big opportunities. Yeah. So that's kind of once I square that away, then it. Uh, we were just down there for three weeks. Mm -hmm. We looked at a building. We just got to see, uh, make it happen. It's a lot didn't of say, didn't you say it had plumbing issues or something? Oh yeah, at our at our condo down there, the yeah. guy above us, uh, <laughs> he flooded out for like the third time in five years. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yeah, so we're trying to deal with that. Uh, we went down there to work on that, and uh, like like I kind of figured, very little work happened. More vacation took over. Yeah, yeah, I like it. While I was down there, went to the Tampa Bay uh, Gun Show. Mm -hmm. and they know how to put a gun show on down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I've worked, you know, through my hunting club, we worked at DuPage County gun show for, for several years, you know, maybe 15, 20 years myself. And it's gone on forever, but you know, there was a lot, there was guns and there was gun parts, but then there was a lot of knickknack stuff. Mm -hmm. This down there was just purely guns. And uh, the line to get in this place was probably a mile long. <laughs> you know? Wow. Was that because so, of COVID or just traffic? Or? Well, you know, probably 
people, you know, with COVID stuff, all that gun shows and stuff for the most part got shut down. So there's a lot of people wanting to get out. And then with, uh, you know, the current administration being mostly anti-guns, mm-hmm. you know, anytime they talk about that, it usually drives gun gun sales up like astronomically. So I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was a combination of, of that. And plus, you know, people just who are in firearms, they like to go to gun shows. Well, Jason, thanks for jumping on. I really appreciate the conversation and, you know, the willingness to talk about this topic. I know some people might not want to talk about it, but I think it's interesting. Uh, I think it's something that people do every day. Contractors do. Some don't, but some do. And, um, you know, thanks for sharing your thoughts on it. Yeah. It's kind of a personal choice. And, you know, again, with it comes some liability for both the concealed carry guy, the employer, you know what I mean? So there's bridges that have to be crossed or either that or consequences that can, uh, that you'll have to bear. But uh, I'd rather be on the safe side. Well, thanks again for jumping on and uh, have a good day, buddy. Uh, You too. Good talking to you. Not Dead Yet podcast is powered by Mechanical Up Media and produced by John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. It is edited by John Masonbrink. Music presented by Jason Drum and graphics furnished by Wayne Rowe. Thanks for listening and until next week. <laughs>